Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good evening and welcome to a special holiday edition of Advantage Connors. I'm sitting across the table from my co-host as always, Jimmy Connors, up for the holiday Thanksgiving week. How are you this evening? Yeah, I missed you last week. You went on and did it without me, I see. Oh, but, uh, a little jealous, huh? Yeah, a little jealous, a little, <laughs> little, little jealous, but uh, I'm back. I was on the road and, uh, uh, you know, dealing with a, a few things that, uh, you know, unfortunately... Uh, you know, have to be dealt with. And so I miss being with you, but, uh, you know, travel is rough, uh, you know, and, and uh, me getting back and, and I went from St. Louis to Denver and landed on time and ahead of schedule, another plane at the gate. We had to be uh, shuffled around to the other side of the airport. And then there was a plane blocking us. And, Mm. you know, I eventually got off the plane and, you know, Staying in shape is a good thing because I was sprinting to the gate to get onto my plane to get home to Santa Barbara, but uh, I made it safe and sound. But could you imagine, you know, with the the weather on the East Coast, especially up around the Buffalo area and all that? Oh my God, that's. Mm-hmm. But you know, I look back as kids, though, brother. You know, uh, growing up in Illinois, you know, when we had snow like that, oh, wasn't that fun? You know, jumping off the the uh, roof of the garage in the big snow drifts and you know, hooking up a toboggan to the back of a car and being dragged, uh, dragged around. And you know, it was fun. Now, I'm a little bit too old for that now. And also my <laughs> blood from living in California is thinned a little bit. But right. uh, uh, good and bad. You know, I know a lot of people have uh, have been snowed in. There's been a couple of fatalities from going out and trying to shovel that snow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, lake effect it, snowfall. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, it's crazy. But you know, I never really heard about that. What they have three feet, you know, in, in like a, a day, in a day or something. Wow. It came quick when you saw they had to move the Buffalo Bills had a home game they were supposed to play this week right. against uh, Cleveland, and they had to move it, so they moved to Detroit because uh, you know they couldn't play the, the 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 stadium looked like it was just all snow. 
Yeah, like it would have been fun seats. to play in that, though. Uh, how fun would that have been for them to play? I mean, it would have been fun for us to watch. Yeah, Those yeah, games are always watch, fun. Right. Yeah, you're better. But, um, yeah, so Buffalo gets to play in Detroit in two weeks in a row. We'll get into that later for the Thanksgiving game. But I have a question. You've had some rough travels lately. That's two, two out of three weeks. You went to Austin a month ago to see uh, our friend Andy Roddick for his, uh, for his event. And then now this. My question is, did you see Jason Mora? I, I, I didn't see him this trip. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, 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 you know, one out of two, I'm 50% seeing him the last couple of trips right. uh, that I've been on, but uh, no, but you know, I, I, I keep going back to that and thinking about that. You know, what a, what a night, nice, I mean, he's been your buddy yeah. and, you know, friend of the family for, you know, many, many, many years now. And, you know, he even offered, he said, you know, Jimmy, I'll give you my seat. Yeah. You know, I've got, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm easy to hang. I'll, I'll hang here and, yeah. and, and spend some time. But uh you know, he might come over this week. I was talking to him oh, uh, the other day, yeah. so he might come over and visit. Well, no, tell him next time I'm going to take a seat. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be like, you owe me $100 for the Holiday Inn that I booked. <laughs> right. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I didn't see him, but yeah, good. I hope I get to see him. And uh, But uh, it was fun. It, you know, a lot of those kids that you grew up with, you know, I haven't seen him so long. I mean, he mm-hmm. came up to me, but I knew him right away. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, he still looks the exact he's same. Exactly he looks like a young guy same. still and uh, takes and, care of himself. He runs a lot too. And he's so. on the road. Oh yeah. Uh, he's, he's a road the, warrior. He's a, on the road a lot. And yep. uh, I asked him, how do you like that? He's, he just, you know, just went, uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, he always likes coming home. I know that. Yeah. But, um, okay. So, I went solo last week. I don't be too jealous. Uh, I don't think the numbers are going to be quite as good as the episodes with you. Uh, I'm so sure you did just fine. I think your your job here as the co-host with me is 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 secure. Okay. Um, but here, a couple things I wanted to, or just one thing that we talked about last week that I wanted to get your take on before we get into the ATP finals. Novak Djokovic mm-hmm. uh, will be allowed to play Australian Open 2023 after nice. uh, being kept out last year. I uh, just wanted to get what your thought of that is. Oh, I mean, you know, how can you not have the best player? Yeah. You know, he said that last year that, uh, you know, keeping him out. You know, I, I understand, you know, everything that that's happened over the last couple of years. And, you know, we've talked about that in nauseam, you yeah. know, to, you know, we've worn that, yeah, that we subject don't think out. Into it, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, for him to go and play, you know, he, He's the best player. He deserves to play, uh, you know, and, and, and why not let him go out and show his skills? You know, you got a lot of these good young kids coming up, yep. that, you know, and they're going to say, well, better is gone. Nadal's yep. 35, 36, just had his, his yep. first child. So, you know, maybe he's got other things on his mind. You know, who's the one we have to deal with now the most? Yeah, Joker. Yeah, Joker. So, uh, and, and these young kids coming up, they're showing their medal. I mean, you know, they're, they're starting to step up and take it now. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we talked about uh, Alcaraz. We talked about Felix, Ru- Felix uh, Runa. Runa. And, you know, so there's a, uh, you know, and then, and then center. center. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we can go and we can talk about, you know, a lot of these young guys who are saying, hmm, what a time. Right. Yeah. You know, what a time to be able to step up and, and 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 I and I like it because somebody eventually is going to have to take the game to like Federer, like Nadal, and like Djokovic to that next level. Mm-hmm. You know, if if there is a next level, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's pretty high right now, right? right? You know, with the Hard the, to get. the prize money and the tournaments and you know every, everything that's going on around tennis. So it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. But I'm happy to see him play. I mean, he's won it. Nine times, mm-hmm. you know, the only guy who's won a Grand Slam more than him than Djokovic winning Australia is Nadal winning the French. Mm-hmm. 
So that's uh, that's a pretty good record. Yeah, and I saw a quote that I thought was pretty cool from Nadal talking about it, and he's he kind of agreed, thinking like, "Hey, all the people who want to play best players, you know, makes the tournament better." Yeah, of course. You know, so like you want to if you're going to win a tournament, you don't want them to be able to say, "Well, so and so, so and so didn't play." Like there's oh an asterisk, you know this, you know this way, you know everyone's going to be there who wants to be there. And I have a feeling it's going to be the start of the 2023 like revenge tour for our boy Joker. I mean, I think he's he's got something out. to prove. Yeah, he's lost all those points. He's like only I think he's five in the world now. You know, he didn't play Australia, didn't play U.S. Open, didn't play like four or something of the Masters. You know, like right. he didn't play you uh, uh, Indian Wells, didn't play Miami, didn't play Cincinnati, didn't play up Canada. So wow. he's got no points. And then Wimbledon, no one got points. Right, that's, so, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. That's right. So I think uh, I'm, I'm excited to see him play. And, and then, you know, talking about how we just looked this last week, winning the ATP finals in Turin, going 5-0, and oh, you know, mm-hmm. didn't lose, played some long, some matches he had tough. I mean, he played, which was interesting. Well, I want to get your take on this. Mm-hmm. So he wins his first two rounds. And I think he's secured um, the semifinal berth. The semifinal. And I think the like, you know, I think he, w- he already won his division. Right. Goes to play Medvedev. Medvedev doesn't have anything to play for. I think he's already out. Mm-hmm. Um, Joker goes all the way to a third set tiebreaker to beat him. Right. And I think, and like he kind of was like, do, you know, doing stuff. People thought he was sick and he kind of did some like shaking on court. And, you know, people kept thinking, is he hurt? Is he sick? The announcers are questioning this. And all he kept doing was winning, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I kind of thought maybe... You know, not that he's performing, but I thought like, look, he's been kept out of a lot of these events, kind of written off, talk shit about like all this stuff, you know? And I kind of thought like, look, this was his kind of moment. He's like, look, it's the ATP finals. This is the best this year that you've kind of kept me out of has to spit out, you know, for the year. These other seven dudes. Right. Five and oh. Right. Another ATP final title. Well, hey, he has proven over the years, you know, his medal. And in, in, in what he has to offer every time he walks out there, you know, and, and you know, it gets down to a point in, in a round robin like that, where if you're 2-0 and and you know you're going on to the semifinals, you know, to, to go out and to win that match, you know, against a player like Medvedev, because mm-hmm. you know it's, you know, for Med, Medvedev to beat Djokovic, no matter what, even if he's out of it, would have been a feather in his cap, right? Right. So... So Djokovic to win that, I mean, you got to push yourself sometimes, you know, you don't want to let down, you're, you're on a roll, you're two and oh, you know, and, and, and you, you want to keep that going, mm-hmm. you know, you want to keep that confidence up and, and, you know, grinding that out and, and, and coming through, uh, you know, winning in a, a third set tiebreaker right. like that. All that does is show his toughness, yeah. you know, and, and so that, and, and, and that plays on your opponent's mind. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus, he's already made it, and and he's still grinding it out. You know, what's next if mm-hmm. you know if he's got something to play for? But everybody knows what he is. Yeah. You know, and how good he is, and what he has to offer. Yeah. You know, so to beat him, it, you know, all these young guys are going to have to step up. Yeah. You know, and 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 I keep we we say that you know week after week after week, but you know he wants to stay around as long as possible. For sure. You know, you know what? They're going to have to take it from. They're going to have to take it from him. Yeah. You know, and he's got a family, of course. He's got outside activities. His family was there. It was kind of cool. His wife was there, and he has two sons and a little daughter. And they were there, and he, you know, the first thing he did was go over to them and, and pick them up and stuff. It, it was cool. It was a cool right. scene. Yeah, but but you know, he's got outside activities too. But you know, but everybody thinks that oh, 
I can play next year. If I don't give it all my, you know, my yeah. best this year, I'll go out and play. You know, tennis can end like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 he's he's in his thirties, and he's got other outside activities, but he wants to go as long as he can at the level that that he feels comfortable with. Yeah. So. Listen, I'm I'm all for it. You, yeah. you know, I, I I played until I was 39 or 40. You know, you look back and you say, well, yeah, was it too long? Was it not? But you know, the the end result is that's what we're here for. You right. know, that's what we do. Yeah. You know, so go for it. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited to see uh to just to see the whole field and 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 how it does and and I thought it was you know it was good. He beat Fritz in the semis, three setter. Mm-hmm. Fritz is like, you know, played, had a pretty good year, ended up, uh, you know, eight or nine in the world, got in because Alcaraz pulled out. So it got him an open spot. So he, he got in and he made the semifinal. Mm-hmm. So uh, beat him and then beat Rude, who right. like kind of quietly, he kind of had to dip after U.S. Open. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, how's this for a year, breakout year? Finals, uh, French Open. Right. Finals, well, he's just a clay court guy. Finals, the U.S. Open. U.S. Open, right. Finals of, well, he said, it's outdoor hard. That's what, okay, well, finals of ATP finals. Uh, loses to Joker. Right. And something I thought was refreshing was the court was fast. Like, they were oh. like, wow, this is a fast surface. Like, even some guys were almost like, oh, it might be like too fast. You know, they get so used to the slow right. stuff where they get and that the extra time. So and yeah, bounces yeah. all right. high for them. And they get... So uh, it was it was kind of nice to see a, a surface that was a little different, a little was old there, school. Was there a little serve and volley in there? There's a little bit. Yeah, Djokovic. Uh, yeah, Medvedev tried it a couple times uh, unsuccessfully. Well, um, but uh, it, it was it was a fun fun couple weeks and or fun week and and Djokovic is seems to be you know in a good position to come back next year and be ready for Australia. Hey, so. it's uh it's over now. They they have uh, Thanksgiving coming. Mm-hmm. You know, then December. You know, you you get to Christmas, but boy. Uh, the turnaround for the beginning of next season, you know, at the, uh, the end of December, they got to start going down to Australia. Right. I you mean, know, there's actually ready. Davis Cup is this week with the whole new format and stuff. So it's, it's a little funky, but they're still playing this week of tennis. Wow. And then, like you said, they start playing next year earlier and earlier in the previous year. Right. The, the first day for our work at Tennis Channel for the for like our first event that we're covering for 2023 is December 28th. <laughs> 2022, which is like the 29th down in Australia, but right. still, it's like a couple, two, three days, right before. <laughs> well, you better take advantage of some time off and yeah. get a little rest. You'll be back yeah. to work in a hurry, right? It's like <laughs> we, you know, like a lot of us have worked almost every New Year's, or you know, we work all these holidays because all these things happen every time. There's a we set the clocks back. We're, we're always like it's a thing because we always work that day. We right. got to make set, set triple alarms and all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's cool. That's enough tennis. Yep. Um, what do you think? World Cup kicked off yesterday in Qatar. A lot of controversy kind of going on around this event. Obviously, it's played in November, which is a little weird. It's been a summer event for as long as it's been out, I think. Right. Um, it's in Qatar. Yeah, it's in Qatar. There seems to be a lot of like rules and regulations there because of the culture that is different from what a lot of people would expect of uh, the soccer watching, football watching uh, public. No booze. No beer allowed at the games. But, but <laughs> right, I mean, what right. The, sports I, are fun, but like, are they that fun? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to watch without uh, a little uh, lubricant. Uh, I don't know. I, I better, you know, shit. I gave up gambling. I can't give up drinking too. Oh, okay? That's too much. You're asking too much. <laughs> uh, but but it's uh yeah, it's crazy. I mean, 
you know, I mean, I, I like, I'm not a, I'm not a great soccer fan, but I like watching it mm-hmm. and, and, and I enjoy, you know, the athletes and, you know, the, you know, the conditioning and, you know, what they put themselves through to, to be a part of that. Uh, but, but uh, it's going to be interesting to, you know, to see, uh, you know, the outcome. And I, I, I saw, you know, the U.S. tied, I think it was uh, Wales, Wales, Wales yeah. one-to-one. So, you know, hopefully, you know, we get a, we get a little, uh, we play London on Friday. London, England. England. Yeah. <laughs> London. London too. London. That'd, be, that'd be easier probably. <laughs> a smaller, smaller team if the guys are from all over. But yeah, England on Friday. Uh, yeah, it's been... Oh, the thing today was that was ironic was the guy, Gareth Bale, mm-hmm. the guy who tied the game for Wales today, right. played his first season of MLS this year for the Los Angeles Football Club, who just won the MLS Cup because he tied the game in like the hundred, whatever, t- like the ninety-eighth minute, so he ties it ninety-eighth minute, and then they end up winning in a shootout. That's so crazy. it's like two weeks later, he's breaking Americans' hearts, you know, when he was like helping an American team win a championship. Yeah, he's making a name for himself in a hurry. He's good. Yeah, he's been a good player for a long time, and uh, I mean, he played on Real Madrid with Ronaldo and all those guys. No so boy, he, he's a good player. Um, but yeah, there's a, a Netflix documentary that came out like a month ago mm. that breaks down FIFA. And kind of a lot of the corruption and, and kind of details how like the last three or four World Cups came to be in the places they were. Right. You know, yeah. this guy Seth Blatter is pretty corrupt and, you know, fixed some elections, promised different countries wow. uh, <laughs> World Cups. One of them was like supposedly Africa, which was 2010. And but then, there's been controversy surrounding that for a long time. That's what we were like talking about a little earlier. Like when you're giving a country something as big and popular as the World Cup. Mm. Like how, almost like how can it not have some sort of level of corruption? Because the country you're giving the thing to, it's such a big thing. Right. That like the person giving it's going to be like, well, like, you know, what yeah. are you going to do for me? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, look, look at all it brings in. Yeah. You know, tourism and food and beverage and advertisement and, you know, just, you know, start ticking the boxes, yeah. you know, on, on, you know, what Hotels it, like what it does, yeah. you know, for, for the economy, mm-hmm. you know, so is that always going to happen? I guess it is, yeah. you know, if that's, uh, that's the way, I guess that's the way it is now, yeah. uh, you know, instead of, you know, going out and, you know, where, where do the Olympics go? Where, where's World Cup go? Where does, or like, you know, where would it put on the best event? Right. You right. know, that's what like, at least the NFL, you're thinking like the cities they put the Super Bowl are usually like pretty good cities that have a pretty good arena and like, you know, have a good nightlife and have a good hotel system right. that's set up entertain to entertain like the fans the that infrastructure come there. right the infra- yeah that's the right word i you was know? searching for good good and uh because when they when they gave qatar the world cup they they didn't have any stadiums they mm. didn't have any hotels they yes. had they they gave them the 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 cup without any mm. of the infrastructure having been there you know no. like the reason you think you would pick it so just goes to show that if you, you have a reason to start building, you build right in a hurry, Yeah, you know, and, and get the job done. Yeah. But it seems like a lot of people are not as excited about it as you think the, I saw a report that, that they're having to pay fan, fake fans mm. to like dress in like Brazil gear or whatever the, you know, because they're not selling out the tickets. you like, because right. First off, it, it's in Qatar. Maybe it's at a different time of year. People can't go. It's, a, it's the holidays and all this stuff. And also, like, maybe they don't want to go because there's no beer. Right. <laughs> well. You know, and the vibe seems to be a little, like, a little off, yeah. to be honest. Like, there was a, they showed a, I think it was a Danish reporter. Literally, he's, like, standing outside the stadium, just 
with this cameraman doing like a hit, like, Hey, I'm hearing guitar. The game start tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And like three dudes in a golf cart, like pull up and like are threatening to break the camera and they're going to like take them in and they like, you know, detain the guy. And oh, it's just, boy. and the guy's like, well, you like invited us here. Right. Like you wanted this event. Like, you know, you wanted to be the big boys with the event. You got the world cup, you know? And like, then, then they're doing this kind of stuff. Oh, I don't boy. know. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll tune in and watch. Mm-hmm. I will. I, you know, I enjoy it and, and, uh, you know, sit down and, you know, you know, I watch golf enough, you know, time to watch something else, something a little bit different, you know, yeah. watch tennis enough. It's time to watch something a little different. And, and, you know, like I said, uh, you know, the, you know, I've, I've got friends that, you know, can, you know, live and die by their, you know, by their team and, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, their, their wins and losses, uh, you know, be interesting to watch you know, their, their feelings and hear what they have to say about the world cup and, and, uh, you know, their, their response to yeah. everything that goes on around it. So when our listeners hit us up and let yeah. us know if you're watching who you're rooting for, who do you think, give me a team that you think is going to win. I'll give you a quick odds. Okay. Brazil's like four and a half to one. Yeah. Argentina's five to one. France, seven and a half. Germany's 10. Portugal is like 16. I think uh, Belgium 16. U.S. is like 100 or something like that. Well, I said it incorrect last week. I said 11. It's like 100 to 1. Right. Um, any of those stand out? Well, England's I mean, 11 to 1. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't you have to go with, uh, I mean, in, in that, I mean, what about Italy? Italy used to be. They didn't old, make it. They didn't. I know. Uh, it's crazy. There you go. I know. You know, they always used to be tough. Uh, you know, playing because they were such a, I think, a defensive team yeah. back in the day, and, yeah. and they were always tough to beat. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm for you know who can score the most. Yeah, you know, that's 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 what I'm looking for. I mean, you know, a one to one game. I mean, I, I would love to see us, you know, five to four game, six to for five sure. game, things like that would make me interested. But you know, and and I don't understand really all the uh, the the ins and outs of, of of the game to 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 appreciate a a, a a, a, zero, a one zero, zero game, yeah, or something. one zero yeah. game of uh, yeah. uh, that. But uh, but I I do know that uh, the athletes are are in, incredible. Yeah, you know the conditioning that they're in, and you know what they have to go through to to be a part of that. And uh, so I mean I'm I'm tuning. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, world the soccer as a whole is if you're not following it, it can be confusing because there's all mm-hmm. these different there's different leagues, and then they go and they play different cups and like all the. But the World Cup makes it pretty easy. So every right. four years, it's countries, you know, and like it's fun to tune into. And, uh, you know, it's kind of neat now that it's going to be going on while we're at, you know, families' houses. It's just another thing we can watch this week with football yeah. and Thanksgiving. But um, so give me a team. Uh, I'm, I'm going for uh, Brazil with my backup as Argentina. I'm sticking You're with You're going the, top two? Uh, I am. I'm sticking with them. You're because- going chalk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to make a lot of money for my fiver. Right. You know, but, uh, but, but I'm going to, I'm going to uh, go with him because I, you know, I think, you know, that's the, the reputation. Right. And uh, yeah, you know, sometimes the be, cream rises to the top. Be fun to see Messi get one at the end yep. of his career. Yeah. I'd love to see that. But uh, okay. So quick, I think France had a shot to go back to back, but Kareem Benzema, he was like the MVP of soccer this year. He got hurt. So France is going to be without him. They're still pretty good, but I don't know if that's going to hurt him enough to take him out of the running. But one quick story about 2018. I had worked the French Open for Tennis Channel, and uh, I worked the morning shift mm-hmm. and then was off for the, after- the afternoon shift, came in to finish the day. And they had, sometimes they have tickets. It was the semifinals. Oh. And sometimes they have a couple seats. People can rotate or like, you know, whatever, go check out a set. And they had a seat. 
And they're like, hey, Brett, you want to go, uh, you know, watch? I'm like, okay, cool. What is it? And it was Delpo playing Nadal in the semifinals. Oh. I love Delpo. Right. He didn't, didn't do so well. But the story is I went up and I sat in my, and one of my friends who I've known since I started working at ESPN 2011, back in the day, Cliff Henry. Mm-hmm. Great guy, big time soccer guy, Irish guy. Uh-huh. One, of the, one of the guys, one of the boys. And we sat, he was sitting next to me and we started just BSing, talking stuff. And, uh, and the World Cup was like about to start. 10 days away or a week away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Cliff, like, what do you, who are we betting on? Like, what do we like? And he's just like, mate, I've been looking at it. France. And he just kind of like says it like nonchalantly. He's like, France is pretty good, man. They're loaded. And I was like, uh, okay. And so I remember before I went over to Wimbledon to work, I put some bets down. So mm-hmm. I took France on, and then always take like a team on the other side. Just right. because like, you know, whatever. Just in case. Just, yeah, just so you have two, you, know, you don't want two on the same side because then they could both be right. taken out and then you're done. Try and spread it out. So I threw in Croatia because I like Croatia and I had gone to Croatia the year before and they mm-hmm. had a pretty, I like a guy, Modric, uh, is a really good player. God damn, you're coming up with I know, some names. Yeah. I know, <laughs> I've, I've tried, I've, it's been a work in progress the last few years <laughs> trying to learn more soccer. So, um, so I picked Croatia. And so whatever, long story short, who plays in the final? France. Versus Croatia. Uh, <laughs> and how, France wins. How good is that? And my boy Cliff Henry was just like, boom, have called you, it. Have you talked to Cliff this week? I called him or I texted him and I kind of just gave him my little thoughts, but he never gave me a winner. What? I know. You know what, what, he gave you one before. He says, that's enough. You, right. know, you pick your own now. <laughs> He's like, yeah, dude, I didn't get a piece of that. Where was my percentage? <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell him, give, give you one for this this time and you'll, you'll share it. Right. With I'll him. split That'd it with him. It'd be, be a good deal. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Brain health, like our physical health, is a daily challenge and a lifelong commitment. You don't just work out once and expect to be physically fit. When it comes to your brain, making those daily lifestyle choices can help your overall brain and cognitive health. Taking that first step towards better cognition and improved brain health is easy with First Person. After witnessing the deteriorating effects Alzheimer's had on his father and grandfather's cognitive health, brothers Chris and Joe were determined to take their brain health into their own hands. So they created First Person the targeted brain supplement system which uses the brain-boosting power of mushrooms to activate the full potential of human cognition and brain health. First-person supplements are made with functional mushrooms and aim to stimulate the body's natural production of specific neurotransmitters that trigger activities like energy, mood, and sleep. I have trouble sleeping. I have since I've been a child. Uh, My mind is always raced and raced and raced. Even if it's the dumbest thing, it makes it difficult for me to fall asleep at night. So the Moonlight Supplement really helps me fall asleep and relax when it's time for bed and time to unwind. It helps me get the sleep I need to feel rested and clear-minded for the next day ahead. Start improving your brain health and cognition with First Person. Get 15% off your first order by going to getfirstperson.com and use code CONNORS. That's G-E-T-F-I-R-S-T-P-E-R-S-O-N.com. Code CONNORS for 15% off your first order. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, let's talk a little Thanksgiving. Ah. One of the favorite holidays of the Connors household. It is. As we like to eat. Yes. And hang out and watch football. Yep. And watch all, mom cook. All the above. But mom, mom's not cooking uh, the, this year. Uh, you know, it's been kind of a stressful last couple months. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't know if I was going to be home or not uh, for this Thanksgiving. And uh, so, uh, you know, I did make it home, but we had made other arrangements, you know, to go uh, you know, to a club that we belong to and, mm-hmm. and have a Thanksgiving dinner. So uh, it, it'll be a, a good day, a, a good Thanksgiving. But, you know, not to say that, uh, that, that uh, your mom's, you know, somewhere after Thanksgiving won't, uh, won't cook us that dinner. And, right. and uh, it, it's, uh, it's our favorite meal, you know, for the year. And, and uh, you know, what she puts into it, you know, with, you know, not only the turkey, but the dressing and the rolls and the potatoes and the uh, stuffing, the, stuffing, the yams, mm-hmm. uh, the green beans, every, everything is, you know, just, uh, you know, makes my mouth water. You may, you know what, maybe we'll do a Connor's <laughs> Kitchen for that. Oh, I like it. Uh, you know, and just kind of, you know, kind of prepare everything and then show the end, the end result. So right. maybe that's a, maybe that would be our next Connor's kitchen in our new kitchen. Ooh, I like that. So that would, you've uh, been teasing it. People are clamoring for yep. it out there in social media. Land. Yep. I think, I think, uh, I, I even heard somebody back East uh, was asking yeah, for yeah. them in person. Yep. Yeah. He said, <laughs> he says that, uh, you know, he tuned in and saw a few of those. He says he didn't know whether to laugh or cry. <laughs> 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 I said, why did you try some of my, uh, my dishes? And yeah. But, uh, He's a, he's a good friend, Larry Brockman, back in uh, in Belleville, and and uh, you know, for Larry, for you, uh, Connor's Kitchen is coming back. Right. I think I tried to overcomplicate it. Um, the the very first Connor's Kitchen you sent was you and Mom filmed it. It was Mom, and she filmed you, and it right. was just a simple margarita. Yeah. You had made a margarita, you had it there, you did it, and it was like a minute long, and it was like perfect. And then I came in and I started trying to go like Tarantino with like cuts and like <laughs> right. time hops, and jumps around and like stunt doubles, you know, and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm in over my head. Yeah. <laughs> get I, I mom think, back in here I, to I take think over. We'll start simplifying again and just give it the, you know, give it the bare facts and, uh, you know, uh, hopefully throw out some good recipes coming up soon. Right. No editing. No, no, <laughs> Let's keep it don't easy. do that. You know, the outtakes are the best. They're the best. <laughs> So we're going to be a little more chill on Thanksgiving this year. Mom will bring it back next year, I'm sure. But talk to me. There's all there's three games, NFL games, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. The Bills are in Detroit again, but this right. time to play the hometown Lions. Right. They're giving nine on the road. Oof. Kind of a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're Giant, good, though. Yeah, they are. Buffalo is good. The uh, Bills are good. Buffalo is one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. Uh, Giants at Cowboys. Cowboys nine. Kind of chunky lines here. Mm. Cowboys were kind of up and down, but then just went into Minnesota and blew them out. Yeah. And Minnesota was like eight, nine, and one. So it must have seven, eight, nine, and one. Um, and Patriots at Vikes. Mm. Vikings three. Mm. Patriots got lucky to win yesterday with like a, oh, essentially almost a walk-off punt right. with like 10 seconds left right. to win 10-3. Their defense is good. 
But Minnesota, I don't know much about. What they uh, got cousins, per cousins, the quarterback, yeah. and they got like maybe the best receiver in the league, Justin Jefferson, the guy who went up against the Bills. Remember, like yeah. a week or two ago, got that crazy catch. They got Dalvin Cook, the running back. I mean, they have some pretty good offense. Right, Adam Thielen, the other wide receiver. Um, that should be a good game. Um, nine's a lot, though, don't you think? All nine's right. a lot. The Giants have been kind of up and down, but that's a that's a, a rivalry. Yeah. They always play kind of closer games. You feel like. I don't know about the Lions. The Lions are, I don't know. They're what, tough. What's what's their record? The Lions? Yeah, the Lions. Uh, Let me look. They, they, they've got a winning record, I think, right? No, no, I don't think so. They're a little bit like more fun to watch this year. Let's see. Buffalo, though. Uh, Buffalo's got some weapons themselves. They're good on both sides of the ball. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. And, I mean, Josh Allen's a beast. He's just a big dude, chucks it around, takes the hits, and can run. He's yeah. the guy who hurdles everybody. I mean, right. he's, he's fun. But I hate that he's on the Buffalo because we have to play him twice a year. Yeah, but your boys beat him. Your, yeah. your Dolphins beat him like the second week of the season. Yeah, we beat him in the heat, and then yeah. we got to go you in gotta, the cold. Well, get, <laughs> get in there you know, with three feet of snow. That'd yeah. be, but uh, well, Lions are four and six. Lions are four and six, right? Two so. and three at home. But they've won three in a row. You're right. There are there are trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo is, I think, they're seven and three. Yeah, they're so they're tied with us, but we we have a we've had our bye now. Right. So. Well, I mean, you know, if I if I was a betting man, I know what's coming. Yeah, it's coming. So a two game teaser. There you where go. I move the line. <laughs> there you go. You're sucking me right in. <laughs> <laughs> you, you threw out the hook and I took it. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. So I mean, and, and that's why I gave up gambling because right. uh, you know that, that's a that's a loser call from the very beginning. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they're fun. Like I'll throw in a teaser, but I never do two because if you do like three, four, five, then you start getting like odds. But like yeah. a two game teaser is almost like minus one ten or something. Anyway, you're yeah. like laying a little bit, right? So like you know why it's hard enough to hit two, so why not try five? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's tough enough. But uh, here, here would be my teaser. Okay. I would. I would take. take give me a three game teaser. A three. All three of them. I would take. Uh, let's see. It's Buffalo against Detroit. I take Buffalo minus nice. three. Mm-hmm. And let's see, Dallas and the Giants. It's in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dallas is nine. I'd probably take Dallas minus three. Okay. And then Minnesota plays? Uh, New England. New England. And get them plus three at home? Or would I, you want New England plus nine? I, I, I'd, I'd take New England plus nine. Okay. With yeah. that defense, they'll keep yeah. it close. Yeah. Maybe give Cousins some trouble. I, I think so. And it's a late game. Yeah. Because there's like a whole thing where Cousins in like 1 p.m. games is like really good. But then like primetime games, Uh-oh. no bueno. Oh, well, uh, well, maybe I should double up. Yeah. Dump it all. <laughs> yeah, dump it all. <laughs> no, that, there it is. So uh, 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 minus three, minus three, and plus nine. Love it. We'll yep. check back in on that next week. Um, okay. Let's see. Last story here that we can't gloss over since it's the biggest story in the country the last couple of weeks. FTX, SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried. Yep. The guy on everyone's mind in the uh, 
money world, the crypto world, the political world. Hanging out in the Bahamas. Right. Tax haven, baby. Yep, doesn't sound like a bad thing. <laughs> Living yep. in a house with 10 other people who are all banging each other. Hey, woo. Woo. <laughs> what do they call that? Like Polly Doodle? Polly uh, Strudel? I, I don't, I don't know, boy. I, I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like a headache almost in a way. Yeah, that, gave, that just gave me a headache. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. And, and a lot of the people who have been involved in that, you know, from... Brady. Uh, yeah, Brady to Shaq to uh, Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just kind of, you know, you throw out that, right. that hook, you know, brought in a lot of people and, you know, wow. You know, I, I don't, I don't quite understand, uh, you know, the, the Bitcoin and crypto world and, and all that. So, yeah. you know, so much, you know, I'm a, I'm a feel in the hand kind of, you know, I'd, I'd like to, right. you know, cash is king. Cash is king is right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether that's right or wrong, that I'm old school. That's just the way I am. You know, doesn't but seem to be wrong right now. It's not wrong right now is right. So well, I have some stuff to say on it. Um, so it sounds like the biggest setup, I don't know, in some way, this rabbit hole seems to go deeper than a lot of people know. I don't mm-hmm. know where it goes, but from the outside, it seems like he stole money. He took people's, like the public's money who wanted to buy Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he bought that stuff. I think he had way less Bitcoin than, than like he thought. So first off, FTX and Coinbase and Binance and all these like uh, platforms where you can buy and sell and mm-hmm. keep, they are not secure. Right. So if you buy Bitcoin on one of these uh, platforms, they are just a middleman. What they're doing is they're taking your money and then they're going and they're buying the Bitcoin for you. But then your Bitcoin is held in with them. Right. It's in the middleman. It's called a hot wallet, meaning mm-hmm. that like it's online, it's accessible. Mm-hmm. It's right. like, you know, and so there's, there's ways around that where you can take your crypto offline. It's called a cold wallet. Jesus. I don't want to get into like right. too much technicals, but like, so like with mine, I have a cold wallet. So I have a little bit of crypto and NFTs like we've talked about. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I plug my cold wallet into my computer and I can transfer them offline. And now they exist on my wallet only. Mm-hmm. And so if I want to sell them or move it or tr- transfer you some, I have to put the cold wallet computer and then put it back into the hot wallet of an exchange. Right. So this guy was FTX. It was the biggest exchange in the world. Mm-hmm. He also had billions, billions. Right. He was supposed to be worth 15 to $16 billion at age 28. Huh. Okay. Which already is a little weird. Like, what do you mean you're worth $16 billion? Like liquid right. or like on the paper or right. like, you know, so he starts this exchange. Um, he also had a company, which essentially a hedge fund called Alameda, mm-hmm. which his girlfriend was running, mm. you know, one of his girlfriends. Keep, keep it close. Right. Right. And so what he was doing was he was taking public's money, investor money, and using that money to like fund Alameda. So he was just like taking the money from one, putting it into the other. And so like when it all went down, he had, I don't think the exchange had that much Bitcoin because he wasn't buying it. Right. They were just taking the money and living on it. They had a $40 million house that they were partying and living in, in the Bahamas. Jesus. He was a major, major political contributor. Right. He had given something like $60 million to Biden's campaign like this year. Right. He had given $40 million to the, to the most recent uh, midterms. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, man, there's a lot of stuff. His mom is like a political uh, fundraiser Mm. um, who's like tied into a lot of stuff. His girlfriend is like tied into a lot of stuff. And I don't know, it sounds like he was trying to do a lot of stuff during 
the last couple of years with politics, funding things that were um, pandemic based. He mm. wanted to start a pandemic thing in California. And so he was giving a lot of money to candidates who were quote unquote pro pandemic things, right. you know, policies. They want to do right. more testing or this or investing, whatever it is. Right. But I think all of that is almost like a smoke screen for the real reason. So like, okay, you're, you're a pro pandemic guy. Right. I'm him. I'm going to give you money uh, for your, for your, um, you know, election, reelection, whatever, because mm -hmm. I want you to do it because I believe the pandemic is a very, whatever. But at the same time, you just coincidentally happen to be on like the FCC regulatory committee, or you happen to be someone who votes on, should we regulate crypto down the line? Mm. So I, in a way, I almost think the whole pan, his whole like thing with the pandemics is just his like smokescreen to then just become like a really big political player. You know, I'm, I'm confused. You're sitting here, you know, listening. To, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been trying to follow it on the news and, and, you know, I, I can pick up bits and pieces, you know, but, but I, I just, uh, you know, I don't get it. Like I said, you know, you know, cash is king with me. I'd, I'd rather, you know, have it in my hand where I know where it is and, and, or, in, you know, if I'm in the bank or, you know, if I'm in the vault or, or wherever it is, right. but, but it's, it, it's, you know, that, Ever since, you know, a lot of that has come around and, and I know you followed it, you know, for a long time and, you know, been, been involved in, you know, crypto and, and Bitcoin and, and uh, uh, NFTs and, mm -hmm. and things like that. But, you know, for me, you know, that, that you know, that's almost like a, that's above my pay grade, you well, know, yeah. it, unless you really dig down deep into it and, and follow it on a daily basis. And, you know, and, and, and that's not me. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think it's would be confusing for you. I think it's just like, you know, stocks or anything else. The thing that's happening, though, the thing that is weird to me with all the political ties. I listened to this guy today who said, like, the mood around Washington is almost like uh, like some, you know, like depressed. Like mm -hmm. someone has passed away or some shit like oh, that. Christ. And the guy was saying that not that he had already given all these people money in Washington, D.C., like he'd given a lot already, mm -hmm. but not to everybody, but everyone was looking at him like he's going to be, dude, he's 28 and he's worth right. $16 billion. He's going to be around for a while. Right. Be, and that money's going to compound and right. compound and he's going to be like a Bezos in 20 years or whatever. And so they were looking at him and like he was going to be this cash cow for mm. like the next 50 years for all this politics and stuff. But, but is, is it a little bit uh, funny that it, that all this came out right after the midterms? It seems a little bit. Yeah. They were uh, saying he gave $40 million to people in the midterms and to like kind of like obscure kind of races and like it might have backfired. There was like he gave $15 million to some guy in, in Oregon and the people of like got blown out like 70 to 30 because the people were like, there's some 28-year-old shady billionaire in the Bahamas who's giving 15, you know, like oh who's this guy, you oh know? Boy. So I don't know. It seems pretty shady on a lot of sides. It seems almost like a setup. It almost seems like it's a win-win for these big powers, right? So either there's this guy who has billions of dollars all of a sudden, and he's contributing to all the political parties and, and things he believes in. I don't, I don't like politics left or right. Mm -hmm. So if it happens to be whatever, whatever, I don't care. So, oh my God, he could be the next George Soros or whatever, you right. know, like the guy who's just going to donate and has all these ambitions and agendas. Or if it happens to get caught, you know, if we get caught, if it gets caught, he slips up. Now we have our excuse to go in and regulate the crypto scene. Oh, that's interesting. Right. So win-win. Either right. he's just, they keep putting money, funneling it through and whatever he's doing, sending, you know, he he made a quote. He said he wanted to give a billion dollars in political contributions in wow. the future. Well, right? it, it sounds to me like uh, this isn't a story that's going to go away in a hurry. No. 
Yeah, this is going to be... This is like Enron type uh, stuff. Oh like it's on that kind of scale. But then, so then I'm looking, right? I'm like reading about this and stuff. And I stumble upon this quote. This is what's crazy to me. This is how much people will just rush through thinking, logic, whatever, if they can see a chance to make a buck. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. a quote from Sam Bankman Freed that I found. Sam, uh, this, is, this is the article. Sam Bankman Freed doesn't read books as he explained in a profile on Sequoia's Capital's website. I would never read a book, quote, I'm very skeptical of books, he said. I don't want to say it, no book is ever worth reading, but I actually be- believe something pretty close. <laughs> this is a dude well, who's supposedly worth $16 billion and is like handling people's investments and retirement and this and right. that. And, and he's like poo-pooing the thought of just maybe reading a book once in a while. Well. Talent is, you know, comes from many directions, I guess. I, I, right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you have to, but like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> or I listen just, to a book. You know, go ahead and do an audio book. Yeah. Right, I, man. I, I wish I understood it more, you know, so that I could, you know, have, have something, you know, uh, a little more educated to say about it. But, <laughs> but, but I, I will say, you know, uh, I do follow it and, and I will be following that because I, I know there's a lot of, you know, uh, names involved in that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to be interesting to see j- just where that goes and, you know, and, 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 and how far it goes, right. You know, how far up the, ch- uh, the chain it goes and, and, you know, and, and who comes out as, as being a part of all that. Right. So it's going to be, it's going to be a good, a good story to follow. Well, and like, if you're giving major contributions to all these political people and people in power, mm. and then, you know, you're breaking the law all this time. Are you just donating? Because if, you want the good uh, well, graces well, in case the shit hits d- the fan? Well, it seems to me it did hit the fan. Right. That's it, why it's going to be so interesting, yeah, you right. know, because the party he donated to happens to be the party in power now. That's right. going to be dealing with all these hearings and stuff. Well. So it'll be, it'll yeah. be entertaining to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, that's what, uh, that's what makes the news. Right. Yeah. But isn't it funny? Doesn't it, doesn't it sound a little bit like. I mean, this guy doesn't even read a book, and all these people are like signing over, giving billions, signing, you know, like Osaka, yeah, yeah, Brady. Yeah, but what was the draw? I guess what was the draw uh, uh, to them? I mean, uh, obviously, this is this is what this is this is what how he had sixteen billion dollars. So all these different like crypto sites, they create their own coins. Mm-hmm, yeah. So there was an FTX coin, and I'm sure he had like allocated whatever amount to himself. And since FTX is the biggest exchange and unpopular and boom, 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 FTX coin was probably worth decent, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's where his $16 billion comes from, completely on paper. Right. He tried to reach out to Elon Musk when Musk, like months ago, remember when he first started talking about maybe buying Twitter? Twitter, right. Remember like five or six months ago, whatever mm-hmm. it was, and then it calmed down for a while and now it's kicked back on. Elon shared a tweet or a text or something that Bankman Freed had texted him saying he wanted to be a part of the, you know, the people buying, of the group that was going to buy Twitter, and he was offering $3 billion as a part of it. Mm. Mm. And, and Elon said, uh, my bullshit meters went off. Oh. <laughs> because, like... He'll shoot you straight. Yeah. Well, because who has... I mean, who, he's 28. Right. Who has $3 billion liquid? Yeah. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Interesting. And he's like, uh, you know, like he was like, something's weird here. Mm-hmm. And then boom, five months later, it seems to be, he was right. Wow. So, 
this, this goes to show, do your homework before you, you get involved with, you know, yeah. anybody, anything. And get know? a cold wallet. Yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> that's that's the key, I guess, Because, right? that, I mean, if these people had, like, the people who had their stuff in FTX and pulled it off into a cold wallet, I think are safe. Like, they're okay. Mm-hmm. They still own their crypto, you know? Right. Um, so how do you cash that in? Well, you just you would have to like put it into some sort of exchange again. Like you have to bring it back online so it can then be like put on the blockchain. So like when I buy Bitcoin Mm -hmm. or or Ethereum, that block on the blockchain writes that Brett Connors or Jimmy Connors bought hundred dollars of the Bitcoin at 10, 21 PM Monday night. Right. And then that block is finished, whatever, 10 minutes later. And then the next block, next block, next block. Mm-hmm. So that block is there forever. You know, it's like the, it's like a long receipt that goes back. Oh. So if I uh, put the cold wallet and take it off, that's still on the blockchain as like known. Mm-hmm. So then like it doesn't exist online anymore. It's in my wallet. It's in my drawer in the bathroom. Right. Right. So then when I put it back in, it brings itself back online and then I just sell it if I want to sell it or I trade it or I send it to you. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, it becomes like a hot again. Right. You know? So then you would just put it on like an exchange and then go, you know, sell and it would change, you know, your Bitcoin to money. Right. You know? Well, so. Jesus. But this sounds a little bit like Bernie Madoff. Remember Bernie Madoff? Well. (laughs) Bernie was promising people and giving people 30% return on his money. Yeah. The return was so good that people didn't want to ever take the money out. Right. They would just keep rolling it over. And and begging to get in it. Begging to get in. (laughs) Maybe sometimes he'd pay the people taking some out with the new people's money. Mm -hmm. But it's funny that people, like if you went up and asked these people for 10 bucks, they would put up more of a fight, you know, like for change on the street than they would if you show them like big numbers. Right. 30%. Like how is Bernie Madoff making 30% when an average shit is like eight? Or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, that, that would be good. <laughs> right. Take that. So I, it's just, these stories are fascinating because they show you that what people are doing, they're kind of blinded by like uh, the opportunity yeah. or the money or the win yeah. or whatever's yeah. going on or the hot trend. So uh, yeah, that's it. I just yeah. wanted to talk I'll, a little I'll, bit about I'll that. I'm going to follow that more closely and, and uh, try to get a better handle on it and, and try to understand the Bitcoin crypto you know, the, the market and how that works a little bit more. So, you know, next, next time we, uh, we, you know, we tee it up here, Yeah. you know, I'll, I'll be a little bit more well-versed uh, well, and well-versed <laughs> on crypto. Yeah. It's just the thing that's a bummer about it is that people who don't know a lot about it are trying to like tie this to like crypto itself. Mm-hmm. We're like, this isn't a poo-pooing of crypto. You know, this is like essentially like if somebody robbed a bank, then we blame the money. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we better regulate money. That guy just stole from a bank. Right. And it's like, this isn't crypto. Crypto didn't do anything. Yeah. This is like a fucking guy creating fraud and stealing and lying and political shit and like all that stuff. Mm, boy. But so now what it's going to do is it's almost like an opportunity. Now it's just like a given. Oh, we better get in there and regulate crypto. Well, well it's going to be interesting thing. to see what happens and how fast. Yeah. But this isn't, crypto didn't do anything. This fucking guy did. Yeah. And they're going to use it to like try and bad name crypto and come in and regulate it. I mean, it probably does need some sort of regulation, but it doesn't need to be in some sort of shady way to do it. Well, I'll be, like I said, I'll be following it, you know, and trying to get a little bit more educated along the way. But, but man, oh man, to, you know, to, to be 28 years old and be worth, you know, $16 billion. Right. Imagine the ego that guy had. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, imagine like if you were 28, when you were 28 and you were who you were, you probably felt pretty good about yourself. 
Now add $16 billion. Well. <laughs> <laughs> also, his taste in women for that, that much money. But by, come on, by, my man. By the way, that's the first time I've ever been speechless ever. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Sammy. You got to like bring it a little better. There's 16 bill in the account, oh, brother. Um, uh, anything, what? anything else you want to talk about? No, I don't, I don't think so. I've got, uh, got a lot on my mind and, you know, last couple of weeks have been a little bit difficult, but, uh, yeah, we'll get, uh, get through the holidays here and, and, uh, you know, hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving and, you know, spend time with your family and uh, tell your family that you love them and give them a hug on, on uh, this Thanksgiving. It's, uh, some, something worthwhile every time. Yeah, definitely. Life changes quick you know, like really fast. And so make sure you tell the people out there that you love them. Call them. If you're thinking about it, don't push the shit off. I know it's all cliche, but yeah, life changes quick. And we take everything so for granted that you can't even explain it. You know, when everything is good, you almost find stuff to be mad about. So just appreciate everything you got out there in Thanksgiving land and, and love your family and your friends and, and call people you've been wanting to call and tell them what's up and, and that kind of stuff. Have a great Thanksgiving out there, everybody. And send, send in some questions and uh, we love hearing from you and, and uh, you know, let, let me know what, uh, what, what you want to see on Connor's kitchen, because I'm looking forward to getting back into that. Nice. I like that. I'm excited about that. Uh, follow the world cup. Let us know what you think out there. Give us some questions and we'll do another Q and a session with Jimmy next time on the show. One quick update to simplify our, our outro. You can follow us now at ADV Connors on both Twitter and Instagram. I went ahead and simplified it you, for us. Yeah, you, you did. Why I didn't think of this before well, when uh, I started well, the freaking uh, thing? Well, you've had a lot on your mind. I've had, yeah. Uh, these last three years. Have yeah, been, yeah <laughs> you've, you've been just cluttered your mind. <laughs> right. You, you know, working hard and, right. and doing this. and Gambling and yeah, uh, hanging with the girls. Um, yeah, so at ADV Connors on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow Jimmy at Jimmy Connors. Me, Brett underscore Connors. You can follow uh, Gold Dude, D-O-O-D, Isabella on Instagram. Mm -hmm. The mascot is in the house. She's a little scruffy. She needs a shower. Uh So we might take her to Butterfly Beach uh, this week and get her, let her have a little fun. She'll love that. Shower it up. Um, Anything else? No, everything's good. Have a good Thanksgiving. I'm looking forward to you spending a couple days up here with us and getting some rest. Uh, Melina's here and and, uh, and, uh, Izzy Isabella is here with you. And so we got mom and and Stevie and Bogey and and, uh, we're missing Aubrey and Casey, but uh, they'll have a good Thanksgiving. But uh, it's going to be a good uh, good three or four days. Look forward to it. Yep, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Uncle Mike and Caitlin, we had to push them back just because of everything that's going on, but maybe they might come out for Christmas. Yeah. Um, and leave us a review. Share this with a friend. Uh, we're on Cloud 10, part of iHeart Podcast Network. Let us know what you think, and we will talk to you soon. Happy Thanksgiving. Peace.